Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. Hi everybody and welcome to the ODI's Friday lunchtime lecture. Uh, my name is James and I'll be introducing the lecture for today. Uh, we're joined by Polly Hudson today who is from the Centre for Advanced Spatial Analysis uh, at UCL and Polly's going to be talking to us about the project that they're working on called Colouring London. Um, for those of you in the audience, uh, please hold your questions until the end. I'll hand round this microphone and uh, if you could speak into the microphone so that the people online can hear the answers and the questions as well. Um, and if you're following us online, please use the hashtag ODI Fridays if you have any questions for us. Now I'll hand over to Polly. Take it away. Thank you very much. Um, so we're from uh, CASA at the Bartlett. Bartlett. We're a um, multidisciplinary team of um, mathematicians, physicists, geographers, architects, planners, um, and um, other disciplines working um, towards solving urban problems. That's what we're interested in, uh, using spatial data. So um, Colouring London has been developed in order to um, support that work. Um, We've put the two links, our main site link um, to colouringlondon.org and our GitHub link as well on the screen in case you want to look at the technical background. So what is Colouring London? So it's a statistical database that we're developing and a knowledge exchange platform on London's building stock. Um, the idea is to collect, collate and generate and visualise building attribute data and also to look at verification processes um, the main aim is to support urban sustainability, um, to drive more open data on the building stock and to celebrate London's buildings. And we're also interested in promoting greater engagement and transparency in planning. Um, all our code are, um, platform code are open on uh, GitHub and our official launch is October 2019, but we will be, it, it's an ongoing process, so we'll be continually developing the site. Um, so the idea is to bring together highly fragmented data on the building stock, and the main thing is to keep things simple. So what you can see here are um, the 12 data categories, which also have changed since we've, um, the inception of the project. So we've got 12 main categories, <clears throat> over 50 um, subcategories, and four core features. So the four core features are to add and edit data to view maps, to download data, which will um, happen from October, and um, in future, a data showcase program of how the data are being used. So um, we have uh, location data, clearly critical, um, the use and type of building, uh, the ownership of building. Um, this isn't detailed ownership. Um, it's, it's mainly whether it's state, non-profit, or private. Um, age data, size and shape, construction, the team who built it, um, the sustainability in terms of kind of energy and repairability, uh, the green context for the building, planning controls, whether it's under threat um, and whether you like it and think it contributes to the city. So um, we're, um, the project is managed at CASA, um, uh, at UCL, and the key thing is that we use Ordnance Survey building footprints um, and UPRNs, and we have a special agreement with Ordnance Survey and the G under the GLA license to do this. So having the, the, the main issue is comprehensive footprints that we need. Um, and <coughs> we're also, our first stage funding was from Historic England, EPSRC, and um, we currently have a Geospatial Commission and Innovate UK grant. 
So the project is being developed with um, a range of partners and we're looking for more, so please get involved with us, uh, um, including a building research establishment, uh, um, Royal Geographic Society, Ministry of Housing uh, and, and others. So what you can see on this image is the 12 categories down the left-hand side. And so when you come onto our site and um, we ask you to log in and then you can, you, you can view the maps without a login and then you can choose to um, just view or edit the data. Um, so we are developing a mobile-friendly platform at the moment, um, but it's not complete, so you can get it on your mobile, but it's going to take a few months to get that really operational. So um, this builds on work obviously done by OpenStreetMap, um, on mo the Wikipedia model and citizen science models as well. Um, it also builds on design principles for urban knowledge exchange platforms, um, primarily from the building exploratory, which was developed in the 90s, um, built by and for the local community. And the image here shows um, this, this is a, a charitable trust which looked to combine technical and um, physical exhibits. And here the, the students are lifting up these, the burrows to see how the tube system really is underneath. And in this case, there were no, at that time, no tubes in Hackney. So this is also about um, a community um, platform that enables you to actually feed back on, views on, on the built environment as well. So uh, the, the format is, needs to be simple for our platform. It's about collating complex fragmented data, data at the micro, so at the building level and at the city scale. It's also about connecting the past and present to the future. And the idea is to work with residents and bring together residents, professionals, specialists, policymakers, um, academia in the commercial sector so that we can all contribute and share knowledge on it. So our anticipated audiences, um, citizens, anyone interested in London's buildings, community-led planning groups, um, anybody working in, in the built environment as a professional, including housing providers, building historians because the evolution of the stock is a key thing for us, energy and urban researchers, and this was very much developed with UCL Energy Institute as well, um, education bodies and local authorities, so we're also working with, with GLA. So this also revives the tradition of colour-coded London maps at building level. So what you see top left is um, the Booth Poverty Map, um, top right is the London County, County Council Bomb Damage Maps, and then you have the 1930s Town Planning Survey for the City of London and the Goad Insurance Maps. But after the war, the, the, you don't get these micro-level maps um, at city scale. So this is something that we look, we've been um, inspired by and colour is crucial to the platform as a, a motivator um, to create beautiful maps to view um, and to add and use the data. So why, apart from collating the fragmented information, why is CASA developing the platform? So what we need... Uh, um, in research is spatial data on cities to try and um, solve urban problems. And there's a real problem with information on the actual building stock. So what's happened since the 1990s in Europe is that the energy agenda is driving demand for up-to-date comprehensive data to analyse and track energy and waste flows. Um, buildings are seen as where the greatest potential for energy reduction lies. But we don't know, you know, how many we've got, what type, where, what we should be keeping or throwing away. We need to start having this discussion. And the first thing is actually just having basic information um, that you can use to have these discussions. Um, at the same time, in, um, cities um, internationally are releasing property tax data and cadastral data. Um, and this has been 
uh, really happening since 2013. Uh, on, the, on, on the image, you see um, a visualization by um, Bert Spahn for Amsterdam, and these are, there are many of these for the US cities as well. Um, but data uh, on the building stock at this level is not released um, in the UK. So Valuation Office Agency hold um, these data on height, age, all these different attributes um, for all taxable buildings, um, but won't release it. So one of the things that we're having to do is actually generate it ourselves, whereas other countries are able to use data that's um, been released. Um, our view is that unless we actually do something about this soon and, and push for, for um, this release, uh, we're going to fall behind other countries in uh, many areas of urban research. So because we couldn't access um, these data, that we put in a, um, a Freedom of Information Act to VOA just for age data for Camden for a government-funded um, research project, uh, which was refused on the grounds of privacy. Um, and um, because of this, uh, and also at the same time, energy researchers are, are purchasing, for example, age data from commercial suppliers, um, even though obviously you've got expert specialists in Historic, about historic buildings who really you know, have detailed information. Um, and so what we did was collect um, data on 20,000 buildings manually. So this was age data, typology data, and um, land use data. And um, it took 18 months. And by the time it was completed, it was out of date. Um, this is because we don't track demolition. So we can't access demolition data. So, um, so these are the sort of things we're trying to raise um, by, uh, through this project, these, these questions. So um, stocks are also very slow-moving systems. So if you want to predict, um, so I'm just going to show you a little clip. This was done by Steve Evans now at the Energy Institute. It took two years to build um, this, this little animation, <laughs> um, sitting in an archive department with a number of researchers. And I'm just showing you a little clip. It's on YouTube. Um, and you can see the link below. But um, because they're such slow-moving slow systems, if you want to predict what's likely to happen to them in the future, you actually need to go back a very long way into, to, un, to look at repetitive patterns. And that means you really need to understand that evolution, and that means you have to work with people who've got archive data and know about history. So you've got to start combining all these different types of, of expert knowledge um, um, and, and joining them together. Um, so um, the other things that we, we were looking at um, testing before doing this project, there were, there were two projects that influenced it. One was the London Evolution Animation, which again is online, where we looked at whether we could collate and animate a fragmented historical network data. So we have an animation that just takes to seven minutes, and you can look at um, the, uh, the evolution of London um, from Roman times to today. Um, and that showed us it was possible to... To, to find these things and put them together into a kind of a simple story that was then relevant and useful to other people. Um, the other work with, where the CAS was undertaking was with the Survey of London Whitechapel project, and this was crowdsourcing or, and continues to crowdsource text-based historical data on the building stock, specifically testing it in Whitechapel. Um, and we were also, a number of us were working in um, CASA to build on the work of OpenStreetMap and look at generating... Um, open street maps but at comprehensive level so obviously this is what you know many people have been working on there were a number of us of us also doing that um, and these things then led to this agreement with um, with uh, uh, um, led to an agreement with ordnance survey 
And um, actually, I'll talk about that in a second because there are issues with download still. So basically, you have um, your, your viewing maps, and you can just see, as I said, this is how the system works. And then if you're editing, where you've just got the little turquoise triangle, um, you, select, you can select your building. So the, the data that you're seeing here um, are the data we collected on, on age manually. Um, and you can see the incredible diversity in central London of age, which you can't pick up on aggregated data sets such as VOA release at LSOA level. Um, so you, you click on the building you want, and then you can see on the left-hand side that you want, would want to put in year built, say, and then as you do it, it will automatically colour. And this is our sort of first-stage gamification in the sense that, you know, you click it in, you get an immediate reward, just like a thank you for contributing to, to this research project. And you can see the subdivisions um, in this. So subdivisions for each, we work with spe the specialist bodies relating to the specific characteristic on what, what they might be. <coughs> So we also have this category um, called Like Me, I just wanted to very briefly touch on. Um, and uh, this, is, this, is, uh, this looks at this issue of, of um, we, we need to start looking at whether buildings work and we need to get more feedback. And there's obviously lots of work in, in public engagement and transparency and planning that's happening at the moment. Um, uh, and we really wanted a, something where we could gather statistical data just as a starter to look at, so what we ask is not just whether you like it, but do you think it contributes to the city? And one of the things that this is designed to do in, in conjunction with the demolition section is to allow local communities that if their buildings are under threat, for example, but they know that they really contribute to the operation of the local area, they can highlight that the building is under threat, and then they can go to the like, and as, as individual users, they can click on the building that they think should be retained. And that brings attention to discussion um, about this particular building in this particular area um, and, and allows them to record their views, views on it. So we're testing these at the moment. Everything we're doing is, is first stage and we, we really welcome any feedback and discussion on our site. So if you, if you click on the info button, which you can see next to the edit brush, um, you can also get why we're collecting um, each uh, building category here and also... Um, tips and sources on where you can get the information. So only four categories are live at the moment, but by October we, we aim at our um, launch to have every, all of them beginning to be operational so that you can experiment with them. Um, and then we will start, and start with a bulk download. So the big issue for, and problem for us is that though we've got this fantastic agreement with Ordnance Survey, which means we can get updated polygons, we can um, crowdsource into the polygons, we can visualise the data for every single build, building polygon in London, we can't release the geometry. And, um, and obviously the Geospatial Commission has been set up in order to try and push this agenda forward and build on the work of OpenStreetMap and others working in this area. Um, but we can only download, we can download the the unique reference number um, and, um, and our tables, but we can't um, put the address data or location or geometry there. So this is something we really want to kind of keep pushing forward. And, and so our, our work really is to say, let's demonstrate how useful this is so that we can accelerate this process. So um, the final um, thing is the, the data showcase. So this is for um, next year, we're looking to do this. And this is just a very simple kind of search 
area where if you're if you want to look at ha um, height data how th how that's being used um, and by what type of organization um, you can do that but you can also upload examples of your projects where you've used our data or you might have used property tax data in New York um, for for height and then we can learn from from that as to how how it can be applied um, and so just the I just wanted to finish up with these two sort of key things that we're looking at which is you know, um, and, and examples of collaborative work. So, you know, on one side, where we want to work very much kind of with community planning groups to test it, um, which I put this sort of Dalston Who Asked You slide up, because this is, this is you know, you, this, we've got to stop just dumping stuff on the streetscape. We need feedback, uh, you know, on actually whether things are working or not. Um, and then the bottom of view city collaboration through the geospatial uh, um, grant, which will allow our data, or we're testing for our data to be streamed um, into this model, this um, model, and there'll be a free app associated with it, so that um, we can see it visualised in three dimensions. Um, and then a few other things that we're working on is. Um, historical map digitization and working with the historic building sector, examining data standards with organi organizations like Building Research Establishment and RICS, linking to the curriculum with, with RGS, REBA, Institute of Historical Research and Historic England, and um, discussing the bigger picture of UK infrastructures with the ODI. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for a really interesting talk. Uh, we'll take some questions now. Firstly, is there anyone in the audience who has a question? Yes. Yeah. Hi there. Um, it's I think there's some really interesting stuff here. Uh, have you, are you looking at or, or, or planning on looking at the correlation of the, say, over the data sets that you've overlaid? For instance, if you've got um, um, you've got sentiment, sort of sentiment analysis of how people like the area linked to um, either crime stats or, or house prices or something like that. I think that would be really interesting to see if you could maybe find some sort of correlation between the, the disparate data sets. Absolutely. So, um, so within, within our department and within the Bartlett, then the data will be used absolutely as you say. Um, uh, but we're also hoping that just by making it available, it will, stim it will, it will enable other organisations to start connecting that kind of information with the physical structure, which has been so hard without that data. So, so our main job is being a, a data provider and then trying to look at verification processes to make it as high quality as possible and then to, to show ways in which it could be used, but really just to support, you know, whether you particularly were interested in one aspect, whether it was crime or house price or whatever. Um, but absolutely, also, that will be done within our department. And um, are, are you looking at sort of, uh, um, I guess you're, you're looking at sharing that data out as well? So have you got like an API to the, the, the tool or, or something yeah, like so, that? Yes, so, so that, that's what we're in the process of, of developing, absolutely. So, um, and that's part of the, we had a first age grant to just get the platform up and running from Historic England, but these two innovation grants are looking at, at um, how we actually get it out there and uh, release it. And it's, uh, one last one, if that's all right. Okay. Uh, just, uh, you, 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 talk about, you talked about two different so, uh, types of data, I think, in there. You talked about ones that, data that's got a, basically a shelf life that will maybe go out of date or change and then you've got data that probably will never change like the location of the building or, or mm. the height of the building mm. although maybe mm -hmm. it will change but have you, have you, uh, how, how do you 
how do you or how are you sort of like um, accommodating the data that might change? Because I can see that one there's one thing where you could collate all that data together and make it into like a, a powerful resource, but then you might have to then have the added sort of um, job of curating that yep. data or keeping it up to date in some way. And I, I think you've hit on the, the sort of key thing for us is the fact that the, the stock is not static, and, and it, but it's often treated in models as though it is. And this dynamic nature, as you said, for different types of data, it might be by by month or whatever, change or six months if it's... But, it, but, I mean, on the whole, it's changing relatively slowly compared to other things. But obviously, the age compared to the use is going to be very different. I think one of the key things and why we want to get so many eyes on the data is to really bring in the people who are watching particular things and asking them, tr trying to, to see how it's relevant to them and get the buy-in for it to be worth monitoring it and constantly keeping it up to date. Because you're never going to get one organisation to do all that, but you yeah. might get, you know, whereas community-led planning groups, you know, watching that, what's going on at, at that level, and then you might have people working on energy certificates or whatever, needing, looking at the updates of that. So I think that's, that's how we're sort of imagining it. But it is, it's a... You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a huge question. Uh, I guess if, you, if you're curating or, or you're pulling in data to, sort of from sources where people are curating their own data sets and you're, you're, you're pulling yes. them in as, as live sort of data feeds, that might be a, a way to make sure that you're getting the most up-to-date data and, uh, and you're sort of disseminating that curation sort of um, overhead. To completely. And I think that what we want to just say at the moment is how can, if you're doing that, what are you working on? How can it fit in to this structure? Can we adjust to accommodate it so that it's then useful to many other organisations? And, um, yeah, absolutely. But I can see a real, I mean, even, even if you're looking at the use of this in, in terms of saying there's, there's, a, a, there's an inherent um, fault or something wrong with a type of building and being able to actually say, well, do we have a... a, a a way of finding every other building somewhere in the UK that has that specific property or has that specific type of de or may have that similar type of defect, and that's pretty absolutely. And, the, and I think and, and this this issue of the typology is so critical. So the age and typology, so that you can really say because you can infer so much from it. So that you know, if you've got a Victorian terraced house, you you know it's solid wall construction. You'll know all these different things kind of about it, which then will will give you a whole load of other information. So. Yeah. So absolutely, it's about sort of getting these basic things in place and then looking at how, we, how then they allow us to answer a lot, many more questions than we can at the moment, hopefully. Okay. Thank you so much. Any more questions in the audience? No? Okay, we've got a couple of questions online and I've got a question as well. Um, so uh, one of the questions online is, um, how are you engaging with people and getting them to actually use the map that you've created? Um, so at the moment we're still <clears throat> at a very early stage. We haven't even really publicised um, the site um, properly, and we won't do um, on a large scale until October. But we love, if you know about it, to just try and um, come and test it. We're doing um, spe with specific work with um, a number of local community groups in Summerstown and in Archway. Um, so we've got user interface testing and testing um, specific, specific categories such as the, the Like Me section. Um, so, uh, and then, we then we're also working with organisations who are, who are using 
for example, you know, the Energy Institute that, to look at the, the value of the age data, the Survey of London to look at the generation of it and, the, and with Historic England, the network. So, um, but we're, in terms of the communication of the project, that, that won't happen till, um, till October on a kind of large scale. Cool. And, uh, and you mentioned that like quite a lot of it's open source. Um, are you, has anyone sort of shown any interest in uh, rolling this out in, say, Manchester or Liverpool or like? So, yeah, so yeah, we, so we, we have had interest from Beirut, in colouring right. Beirut. Okay. And um, we, it, it absolutely is designed so that the platform code can be used. And we'd be really interested in looking at a partner city in the UK to kind of develop. Yeah. Ad might have a few words on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, London is very much our initial test bed um, and you know we have great ambitions to you know ex extend to the entire country so you know, covering the UK eventually I think we've even registered a few domain names along those lines uh, in anticipation I mean we, we are we've had a very small team uh, to get us just to this far I mean it's been essentially two or three people for the last two years to get to here um, we are now increasing the size of the team. We've had a few, um, the Innovate UK grants are fantastic. It's going to allow us to ex extend more um, EPSRC grants. So we're getting more people working on development of the platform. Um, we are uh, working closely with all the various organisations that, that Polly talked about in terms of getting people on board to help contribute um, data. And, and eventually, you know, we, we are hoping that, that we will be the kind of the place to go to for building data um, for the United Kingdom, for sure. I mean, the, the interest from um, MHCLG, I think, is kind of indicative of you know, the potential that, that the platform has. Um, we, London, I mean, we're in London. Uh, we're interested in London. It was a sensible place to start um, working with the GLA, working with Ordnance Survey as our, as our test. But, yeah, for sure, we're looking to go you know, very much bigger with this. Um, and we think it's, it's got the potential. Um, and uh, it's, it's going to be exciting over the next few years. Going to some, I mean, I'm an academic and I'm interested in doing some research on the data. <laughs> I can't wait until we start getting, you know, piles of, of lovely, open, interesting data to, uh, to, to answer some interesting questions. With. Okay. And, we're, and we're really interested on our discussion threads in the, in the areas that that people are interested in the categories they like, things that we're missing, you know, because this is, in order to develop something that is relevant to citizens in the UK, you know, every city, then we really need to kind of go down lots of avenues and work out, you know, what these, what these cool categories should be, because going back to earlier, it has to stay simple, you know, it's got to stay clear and, and, um, Easy, be easy to understand and use, and the, the built environment is incredibly complex. Um, so, but but this discussion is an ongoing discussion that is that we are looking forward to having. Great. And uh, my question: This might be you might not be able to answer this yet, but what does um, what does the impact look like for you? And have you got any kind of KPIs around that? Um, I, I think. Um, Particularly in terms of, of those people working in, um, I mean, this is quite specific to our department, but in people working in resilience and vulnerability in the building stock and energy reduction, we, we want to get sufficient information out there that's comprehensive and easy to use, um, that is relevant to their work and is making a difference. So I think that's key. I mean, I think the other thing is that, that just to, to start getting feedback that people feel that they're they're being able to have their say more on uh, and use the tool to identify areas that they want to save that are being potentially demolished. I mean, those sort of things. So it's um, 
but this, as I'd mentioned, I mean, this sort of becoming the first port of call for open data within two years, I think, is a, is the, is a key thing for us to test how far we've got, because part of it is, is collection, but we'll also be generating and pre-populating some data categories um, using data such as LiDAR data or whatever to, to generate height or whatever. So, um, so we, we can push forward certain areas like that too. Cool. Yeah, just, um, just to add a little bit, I mean, I, I think impact is it's going to vary according to who is 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 using um, the data. We've had so many different types of people who are interested in the sort of data that, that, that we're collecting. So we, we have the you know the Royal Institute for Chartered Surveyors and the um, Royal Institute for British Architects, and that they have you know specific interest in you know the buildings um, and, and the attributes of, of those buildings. Um, we don't have kind of you know the, the government, you know, Department for Housing and Communities, and local government, who are interested in you know how buildings interact with the sort of populations and, and, and these sorts of things. Um, we have, um, I, mean, I, I gave a talk a few weeks ago to um, at some schools within London, and you know, as an educational resource, um, you know, developing um, knowledge around the, the, the built environment for you know people who live in the city uh, is, is sort of fantastically important. That people who are interested in it from a historical perspective. Um, so there are many different impacts I think this could have, and, and, and sort of, um, it, it's really you know if people are finding use and benefit in the, the data that we are collecting and then disseminating, um, then I, I, I think, you know, that is the kind of impact that, that we're interested in. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, people are interested in the data, people using it, um, and, and, and people sort of feeling like it is something that, that contributes to what they are doing, I, I think is, um, I think that's the answer. Really. And that's what this showcase section will allow us to do, sort of tra better track actually how it's being applied, how the extent to which it's being used, and then use our discussion threads to keep kind of adding stuff that people need. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, I think that we'll wrap up there. Thank you very much for an interesting talk. Um, next week, our lunchtime lecture is going to be around uh, digital mental health, so that should be a really interesting one, so make sure you're there. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.